9.46 p.m. You know what it is, 9.46 p.m. Welcome to the New Wave Podcast. Um, Tonight, you know, I said today, I said we were going to be talking about Dipset versus D-Block or the locks. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people got like these versus challenges and all this shit, but I think we need to hear like Dipset versus D-Block because it's only right. It's only right for the underground artists to get to get in on this to get in on this listening. So we're gonna talk about Dipset versus D Block. We're gonna run through the history of that, and we're gonna also talk about um every other day. I'm giving you a breakdown of your favorite t- of of these three of football team schedules. So I started off with the Giants. I predicted the Giants to go 8-8 eight and eight this year. Today's the Jets. Uh, eventually, I'm going to talk Eagle football. I'm not going to talk individual players. I'm going to mainly talk about their schedule. Their schedule. Um, if we have a season. Because we don't know if we're going to have a season yet. But they put the schedule out um, last week, Thursday. The schedule's dropped. And um, the the jet schedule is looking like this, and we and they're saying that the Jets might have one of the best revamp schedules in football. So let's check it out. The Jets have, and I don't have the at home away information because um, I just jotted this down, but it doesn't really matter. Let's see what's going on. We got the Bills. The Jets have the Bills season opener. 49ers, Colts, Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. That's going to be good. They're playing them back-to-back. Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and Patriots. Last game, season finale. Versus the Patriots. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Jets supporter. I'll support the Jets. I won't root against them unless they play New York. I'm I'm not gonna root against the New York Jets. But I'm not. I'm definitely not a fan. I'm not a person that'll go cheering and ruin rah rah for these guys. You feel what I'm saying? But the New York Jets. I think at this point in time in football they owe they owe the fans a winning season. You understand what I'm saying? They owe us a winning season. They owe New York City a winning season. The Jets owe us com- some competitive nature. You know the Jets I'm not talking about players. I'm not saying the players owe us. I'm talking the Jets, the organization. They owe us. They owe New York City a winning season. You see, because when you think about New York sports, you you don't put losing next to that. Losing is not affiliated with New York sports. 
They might fall short in the playoffs, but they're they're always having like those winning seasons, those seasons where you can just be happy about. But you know in the playoffs they fall short. The Giants and Yankees are probably the two best franchises in New York. Giants gave them four Super Bowls. Yankees gave them 27 World Series titles. I can't speak for the Rangers. I can't speak for the Islanders. Because I I have yet to see them have a winning season and hold that Stanley Cup trophy above their head. You know, so um, when you talk about New York sports, you wanna you wanna be, you wanna have you. We're prideful fans. We don't like to lose. You know, when we lose, it's always in, it always ends up into an argument. Yo, fuck that. So what? So blah blah blah. You know, this New York sports. The Jets owe us a winning season. So this year, I'm hoping it can be their winning season. Because think about it. No Tom Brady. You got the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they added a couple of people. You got the um, Miami Dolphins. They're trying. And then you got the Jets. They have Le'Veon Bell. They have a young quarterback. They have young wide receivers. They have young defense. Offensive line. There's no reason why they shouldn't go to the playoffs this year. And I'm looking at this schedule, like I said. I, I, I said the schedule earlier. I'm looking at this schedule. It's a hard schedule. It's not an easy schedule. Let me read it one more time. They have the Bills, the 49ers, the Colts, the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Bills again, the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, the Dolphins, the Dolphins again, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Patriots. So now that's a tough schedule. It's not an easy schedule. Definitely not. When you got guys like Patrick Mahomes on that schedule, you got the you got you got the Seahawks, Russell Wilson on that schedule. You got the Rams on that schedule. Even though they don't have um, Todd Gurley, he wasn't a major factor. But you never know how they might rebuild and fill in the gap. You know, they might fill in Todd Gurley's gap with a key free agent. So you can't sleep. They got the 49ers on that list. Jimmy Garoppolo. You know the Bills are okay, but they're not like. But you know they might, they can, they were in the playoffs last year. They can give you, they can give you a L, a sneaky one, and they got them twice. So just think about that. All of this factors in. So the Jets, we got to figure out what Jets team is coming to play. Is it a four and twelve Jets team? Or is it a Jets team that means business? As we move on, let's get down to the business. Let's take it down to the business. Excuse me. There's a lot of talk about versus, and yesterday we talked about R. Kelly. And I don't think nobody's coming within arm's reach of R. Kelly. But today we're talking about 
verses as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as, <clears throat> as far as mixtapes goes. Mixtapes. We're not talking about hits like, because none of these guys got too many hits. Unless you want to talk about Hey Ma. And that was not in a, that was not a dip set hit. That was a Cameron hit. So none of these guys got real, real worldwide hits. You know, like, um, the locks really don't have anything worldwide. Jiggy. So that's why we had to take this, we had to format this different. We're going to talk about D-Block or the dip set. Who put the better body of workout? D-Block or Dipset? Now, when I'm listening to Dipset, I'm like, damn, them bulls came out, and they came out hard. I'm telling you, the East Coast, East Coast rap hasn't been the same since G-Unit, Dipset, and D-Block stopped making mixtapes. When them guys stopped sharing their music with everybody... The East Coast, the rap, the work, the music was just different. The music was just different. The sound was different. You know, you take us back to that, to that early two thousands. You know, because you got to think about it. New York had is New York has had a roller coaster ride as far as hip hop goes. New York has never been consistently up here. We've always been here, in the middle. We've always been fighting for our life as far as hip-hop goes. New York has never been all the way up here. Atlanta's been up there. Chicago's been up there. L.A.'s been up there. New Orleans has been up there. New York has not been up there since Biggie took us there. New York hasn't been at the pinnacle, at the top of hip-hop since Biggie Smalls had us there. You know, Jay-Z never even had us all the way up here. Jay-Z never had us up here. Jay-Z might have had himself up there, but he never took hip-hop with him. You see, Biggie Smalls took hip-hop with him. Because when Biggie came out, it was Biggie... Wu-Tang, Nas. I'm talking about hip-hop was up there. You know, hip-hop was up there. But when the East Coast, when Dipset, D-Block, and G-Unit left the scene, when they left the scene, when when mixtapes started, like, leaving, hip-hop was going this way. And it's been hard for us to come up. It's been years since we put out, since New York had their own little circle, whereas though we run that shit. I'm talking about organic hip-hop. I'm talking about organic hip-hop. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about no, no help from down south. I'm not talking about no help from, because, you know, think about, think about even G-Unit. Think about this. G-Unit had help from Eminem. Eminem is from 
the Midwest. Eminem is what Interscope. So imagine how G Unit would sound without that help from Dr. Dre and Eminem. You see, Fifty Cent had help. Guys like Cameron had stayed in where where his, he Cam stayed put. Jada Kiss and them stayed put. You know, guys, they didn't go down to Miami to find a sound. They didn't go down to New Orleans or or Atlanta to find a sound. So when you got these guys, when you got these guys right here, they are the concrete, the brick and mortar of New York hip hop. They are the brick and mortar of New York hip hop. They are probably the last of the Mohicans as far as hip hop goes. Because a lot of these guys in New York, and I'm not saying it's wrong to spread your wings. I'm just saying a lot of them had help from other regions. They had help from other regions. Nobody helped Cam out. You know, if you think about it, Cam had a lot of these guys, and we're we talking mixtapes now. Cam had T.I. on his mixtape, Lil Wayne on his mixtape, Rick Ross on his mixtape, Gucci Man on his mixtape. Cam was reaching out to a lot of them dudes from down south. Cam was stretching his, was keeping the network flowing. You see, now when, um, now they are kind of like, I'm talking about they're, they're probably trendsetters as far as New York hip-hop goes. We're talking Dipset, Harlem. They gave us a brief introduction on what Harlem is like. But you see, the thing about it is now, fans, fans wanted more. We want more. We don't want you to just put music out and then take it away. Keep that momentum going. We want to keep hearing the Joel Santanas, the J.R. Writers, the Uncasas, the Forty Cows, the um, the um, all and everybody that y'all got, the A Mafias. We want to hear that. We want to hear all that stuff. You see, you took that away. It's like it's like damn, you dudes took all that away from us. So now we gotta have talks about them like this. What if? What if? You know, think about the think about the guys that D Block put on. All of the hard dudes that they put on. Bully. And all them dudes. J Hood. All these guys that you didn't hear of that you never knew about. You know? All these guys. Snipe life. All these dudes. You see them now. Now, when you put like those guys were New York City hip hop, East Coast hip hop, because all of them wasn't from New York City. I think one of them was from Philly. You know, I know the dudes from Dipset had a guy from Philly. Um, um, he was with Jewels. Uh, I can't think of his name. I can think of his name, but I just can't get it out right yet. But um. They had the ball from Philly. And then D-Block had a guy from Philly also. 
You know, so it's like, damn. Like, it was East Coast hip-hop. You know, and it's, it's not really about... Because nowadays, you can put yourself on. Nowadays, let's be real. Let's, let's be honest about this music thing. You can really put yourself on now. You don't need... You don't need too many people to put you on. You know, you don't need a lot of people to say, yo, come over here, I got this for you. All you have to do now is get a beat, find a studio, and record and distribute yourself. It's that simple. You don't need any you don't need a big time studio to do anything. You can get the studio from your from your from your you can get the studio from your crib. They got an app for that. You know, so at this point in time, you know, like my um my brother pointed out to me, he said, in no way, shape, form, or fashion I'll be glorifying what this kid did. But my brother pointed this out to me. He said the kid Takashi 69 came home and went straight to work. So dudes been out here free, running around, don't even have a mixtape out yet. And he came home, put a video and a mixtape and streamed it and got online and did all this stuff in a matter of a couple of weeks. You see, it's all about the it's all about the individual. That's why it's it's not good to invest in artists. Unless they have a background that speaks volumes. I don't care about all that neighborhood stuff. I don't care about all the fucking friendly shit. Now it's all about, because most of the time, they can do everything but promote. And only thing they have to do is sit on the computer and share. But they don't want to do that. They want to do, they want to be famous first. They want people to know them, but nobody knows you because you don't have anything that's that's accessible. We can't hear you. No visuals. No nothing. So now think about what Cam and them was doing when they came out with music. They were shooting their own videos. They were recording in their own studio. They were doing everything. Photography. They were wearing their own clothes. They were promoting and distributing. They were booking their own shows. So we can't really keep it like mixtape Cam and mixtape D-Block. We got to talk about the total package here. Because I think they're neck and neck as far as mixtapes goes. But these guys were trendsetters. They showed you how to get it. They showed you how to get it. I don't think artists today, like, really, I'm I'm be honest with you. I don't think they have the ambition to get it. I think they got the ambition to say, like my video. And that's it. I don't think they have the ambition because now what's going on is dudes are becoming lazy. Dudes are becoming lazy now. Because they don't think that they have to really work. 
You know, people not going to really listen to you just because you say so. You have to promote. You have to push the you have to push the product. You have to get it in people's hands. Nobody's going to listen to you because you smile because of your smile. Or because you're just quiet and shy and you think like, oh, they're going to care about me because I'm cool. I'm just going to stand in the cut. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It never worked like that. It works like this. You got to put work in. You got to excel. Because somewhere down the line, there's, a, there's, a, there's somebody that's hungrier than you. There's somebody that's hungrier than you. They want the whole pie, not just a slice. They want the whole pie. They don't want a slice. They want to eat. So they hustling. They grinding. They in the studio every night. In their bathroom. They got their computer in their bathroom. And they beating on the walls and they getting it. Do this, do that, couple of couple of buttons here, here, and there. Put that shit on YouTube. Put that shit on SoundCloud. Put that shit here, here. You see, people don't understand how to use, the, how to utilize their resources, like the podcast people. You got motherfuckers that got podcasts. You got people like, yo, what's your distribution looking like? Oh, snap. Let me get on your show. You know what I'm saying? Because if a motherfucker got an Apple, got a got a lane in Apple or Google, he got a lane for real. His lane is broad. Cause everybody on Apple and everybody on Google, everybody, iTunes and Google, people listening to that. People are listening to that. Excuse me. Everybody's listening to that. The lane is there. The lane is there. So when I'm telling you, when I'm talking about, when I'm talking about these guys, when I'm talking about these Dipset and these D-Block dudes They carved a lane They basically Showed you how to get How to get right as far as the music goes They carved a lane You know they carved a lane I'm talking about They even gave you a lane as far They even gave you mindset As far as the work ethic goes As far as music They gave you this They gave you this sense of Sense of urgency. So, think about it. Think about it. They're putting out mixtapes every week. Sometimes every day. A new one dropping. Another one dropping. Another one dropping. Think about the work ethic. Think about how these guys were in the studio. Do you think they had time to go slap five with anybody? You know, think about it. If these dudes are putting out mixtapes every week, I'm talking about some of them just had 40 songs on it. 25 and better. 
Only thing they knew was work. Only thing they knew was work. That's the only thing they these guys knew was work, 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 work. You got you got you got dudes dropping mixtapes, and I'm talking about these mixtapes is hitting hitting regions. These mixtapes is hitting regions. Nothing is being streamed. Nothing is being streamed right now, right? Everything is being like bought. Everything is being paid for. Seven dollars. Three for ten. Five dollars. Motherfuckers is buying these music. That's how they getting it out there. These guys were all right, man. These dudes were good. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Jada. Sheik. Styles P. Shout out to Jim. Jewels. The whole dipset. Shout out to all of them. They basically pioneered the music that we listened to. They pioneered it. They had it. They took that mixtape thing to another level. So to me, I really can't choose nobody. I would have to call that a draw. I would really have to call, and that's just my opinion. I would have to call that one a draw because let's just be real, man. These guys were going at it like two titans as far as music goes. And the reason why I said we're not going to implement G-Unit in this just yet because we got to have to do G-Unit versus Dipset one day and G-Unit versus D-Block the next. We can't just say who was better, G-Unit, Dipset, and D-Block because this is a versus. This is up, up against each other. You know, so we're going to have to put in G-Unit, Dipset, and um, D-Block. They ran the streets. They ran the streets for a long time. And then we talking mixtapes. Let's put Jeezy up in that. Because you can put some Jeezy mixtapes versus Dipset mixtapes. You can put some Jeezy mixtapes versus a lot of these dudes. The young Jeezy wasn't playing when he put out the mixtapes, man. And then think about this. T.I. We could put Young Jeezy versus T.I. Mixtapes, not albums. Mixtapes. Young Jeezy versus T.I. Because T.I. was putting out some, some mixtapes. If y'all forgot. T.I. was doing it. And then, let me tell you something real quick. I will honestly put Young Jeezy versus Lil Wayne. As far as mixtapes go. But that little Wayne got some... He got a body of work that can't nobody match. His body of work is like un, unmatchable. The boy got music. Little Wayne. I'm talking about Little Wayne. Yes. Everybody knows about the drought. You know? Everybody knows about the fireman. The young man put out some put some music out, man. It's not to be it's not to be de- debated. That Lil Wayne might be the man when it comes to mixtapes. I don't know who can put anybody else up up against Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne might be the man when it comes to mixtapes. The bull put in a lot of work, hell of a lot of work. He, now he was dropping a mixtape. Every day, damn near felt like. 
Everybody, if he wasn't dropping a mixtape every day, another a different song from Lil Wayne was hitting the radio, hitting your um your cassette. Gilly had a small portion of helping. He was a small portion of helping Lil Wayne. He really was. He wasn't like he didn't help Lil Wayne the way he say he did. The way he say he did, he didn't help. And then since we gonna say Gilly the Kid, Gilly the Kid with his mixtapes, uh, versus with Gilly the Kid, Gilly put out a lot of mixtapes. Those Flamer mixtapes with Meek Mill was tough. Those Flamers was really fire. Gilly had the whole Philly on his back. He had Joey Jahad. He had um, he had um, Meek Mill. He had a bunch of little motherfuckers like AR in them bulls. He had, um, who else? He had Quilly in them. He had a bunch of people. He had, he had, um, she had Black De Niro. He had a bunch of people from Philly that he put on. He didn't put on, but he actually helped them throughout their music career. You know, so we can go, we can go in depth as far as hip hop goes with Gilly. Gilly been putting it in. But he not responsible for all that bling bling. He ain't responsible for all that. He ain't. And he wish he would have been responsible. But but the momentum shifted when they when they kicked him off the boat. That both Wayne went all the way up here, and Gilly right here, doing podcasts. No disrespect to Gilly and them podcasts, because that million dollars worth of game is tough. But little Wayne is all the way up here somewhere. Like you gotta do like that. You can't even see that young boy. You're on a whole nother plateau. Different lane. But yeah, I think Gilly and them guys are a staple in hip hop as far as mixtapes goes. They're a real big staple in music and they put in a lot of work as far as um setting the tone for Philly. Cause I'm gonna break down something real quick about Philly rap. Philly rap ain't always used to be about guns and stuff. Cause they had people like Eve and and um the boy from the Roots, Black Thought, and they had EST and all them boys. And they had um, you know, what I mean, they sound was just not like that. They sound was like Bahamadia. Motherfuckers know Bahamadia is. They had they had that sound. They had that. Afrocentric, that um trial called quest type 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 vibe. Then shit changed. Shit definitely changed. You know shit changed when, when in the nineties. I would say ninety nine, early two thousand. Shit changed. When Beanie Siegel took took the um took the mic. He took he changed the whole way people view people from Philly. He turned the he turned the game different. He said, turn that shit off and turn this on. So he was responsible for a lot of shit. He painted a picture because in a minute, because you know, rappers from Philly didn't want people from out of town to know Philly was a bad city. But Beans turned told that story. He gave it to you a different way. You know, he gave it to you a different way. He showed, he told, he turned, he told the story. He shaped, 
he shaked the he shaked the game up out here. A lot of people don't give him enough credit. They don't give him enough credit as far as what he did because you got to think about it. This was the sound of Philly. If you don't know about it, that root stalk, that root sound, that was the sound of Philly. And then Beans came out here and just turned it up. He bought Freeway with him. He bought Chris and Neef with him. He bought Petey Crack with him. These guys all, he didn't bring them with him, but they were brought to the table. And then they turned Philly Rat into a fucking monster. I had dudes running from, I had dudes, I I used to chase dudes, make them change a new route. <laughs> he was a beast. Sign up some down payments for a new house. Yeah, he wasn't no joke. He wasn't no joke. So, but but as far as mixtape goes, Beanie Siegel even put out a bunch of mixtapes. Beans put out a bunch of mixtapes. Right. You had Dutch and Spade. These guys, these guys all turn turn the face of hip hop around in Philly. You know, and see major figures in Dutch and all them guys like it's like they're un they like legendary now, but it's really no buts. They do their thing. They've been doing their thing. It's like when I say but, it's like I don't think they get the credit they deserve. You know, as far as hip hop goes, they don't get the credit they deserve. You know, if you bring up their name to certain people, people might go like, oh, yeah, 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 I forgot all about them. But how could you forget? You know, how could you forget? You know, like, you're going to hear people going to say, like, you know, when you talk about guys in New York City, like um, the group home, these guys were clearly nice. Gangstar and all them premiere produced the tracks, and people might be like, "Oh shit, yeah, those used to be my dudes. Them motherfuckers used to be nice. Used to be, you know, used to be. Them dudes was like a fucking piece of your timeline, piece of your life. They was nice. They was super nice." You know what I'm saying? It was just a, it was just like um it's like like I said, like a lot of artists don't get the respect they deserve as far as this music goes. And um I think that's I think if you really like music, you gotta show these dudes some love. You gotta get them some props, you gotta get them show them some appreciation, man. You know what I'm saying? Like um and some of them, you know, you you can be it's easy for you to for, it's easy for you to say certain people are corny. When you don't hear them no more, you know what I mean. You hear the same thing over and over, you know what I mean. But um, as far as music goes, man, it's just like you got to dig in the crates, man. You got to get deep into it, man, because there was some nice dudes out there. There was some nice dudes out there. I'm gonna tell you, it was some super nice dudes out there. Like you got guys from the West Coast. You know, I think they do. They using they commercializing this versus thing, 
and they taking it and making it look like some bullshit, some bubblegum. Cause I want to see some other. I want to. I want it's some be it's some dudes I want to see go up against each other. It's some dudes I really want to see go up against each other. I'm not talking about um no Jay Z and Snoop Dogg and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like the other day I did versus I did Cash Money versus versus No Limit. Cash money versus no limit. And, um, you know, it's obvious that cash money blows them out the water. But no limit ain't going out without a fight. You know, no limit not going to go out without a fight. You know, now, you put cash money, like, who would I say? Um, You say hits, like dance versus. I would like to see... And this might be funny. This might be like a little over people's head. Even though a lot of people saying Puffy, Puffy, Puffy versus Dr. Dre. I would really like to see Puff go at it. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't say Puff and Jermaine Dupree. Me and my boy, we talked about that before. But I would like to see somebody like Jermaine Dupree go at it with Uncle Luke. His song, because Luke got some fire. Oh, yes, he do. And I think he had a fucking crowd, the, the internet going nuts. You put some Uncle Luke on versus Jermaine Dupree. But Jermaine Dupree going to give you what? Like crisscross. Crisscross and stuff like that. I didn't skip Philly's Most Wanted, but. You know, I just didn't mention them, but you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people going to like, you know, you got um, you got Jermaine Dupree going to go with the brat. But Uncle Luke going to give you some shit that's going to make you shake around and, and lose an lose a organ or something when you dancing so hard. That motherfucker will give you some music. Don't stop. His sound was just different. His sound was just different. Cap keep coming. Cap keep coming. His sound was just different. And he had them people like losing their minds, man. I don't think, I think people just overlook certain, certain artists. Certain artists get overlooked. Certain artists like like Uncle Luke, you can't overlook him. He's almost like the king of hip hop. One of them, he's up there. You know, I like his story. He told a story on YouTube about how he went at it with Death Row. I never heard that one before. I never even seen. I see. I said, God damn. Two Live Crew versus Death Row. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? You think about that shit. You like the Two Live Crew versus Death Row. I'm talking about this is motherfucking Snoop Dogg and all these dudes. And Uncle Luke said, I called everybody from down south and pour, and they poured up. And he said, them boys left with some holes in them. I said, shit. He said, they went back to the West Coast leaking. But that's hip-hop, man. That's the, that's the like, like, he can't be ta- he can't be taken off the list. You know what I mean? He can't. We can't commercialize this versus thing. We gotta, like, we gotta add some. We gotta add some substance to it. We gotta bring some, cause hip hop is so worldwide and internationally known. It's universal. You got all these people that like certain artists, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? You got your Tech 9 fans. You know, you got your Phillies Most Wanted. You got your people out there. You got your major figures. You got your Duchess Spade. You got, um, you know, you got, um, you got all of these people. And me, be honest with you, I can't remember none of their music. None of them dudes. I can't even remember a major figure song. But I just know of them. And I know what I, and if I listen to it, I'll be like, damn, I remember that shit. But, you know, I can't remember their music. Because when they was rocking, I was rocking with something else. But I'm aware of them. I'm aware of them. I just like music, man. I just like, I'm a, I'm a fan of hip hop. You know, I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm a fan of the culture. You know? I'm a fan of music. So, so, so you know, so, so tomorrow we probably go at it. And I'm going to dig in the crates a little bit. I'm going to go for some songs. And I'm going to line up some songs from G-Unit and Dipset tomorrow. G-Unit and Dipset. And I'm going to tell you something. Before before I leave, we're going to touch on this G-Unit before we even get into it tomorrow. Because I'm so hyped to talk about the boy Wonder, Lloyd Banks. He was G-Unit. He was G-Unit. Lloyd Banks, it wasn't 50 Cent. It was Lloyd Banks. You know, yeah, 50 brokered. 50 was the man brokered the deals. He he was behind all that shit. Lloyd Banks was right there writing his ass off. Then you had bits and pieces of Tony Ayo. You had Young Buck. You had the games. For briefly, you had the game. You had Young Buck. But I'm going to tell you something. Lloyd Banks, when it first hit, when it first popped off, when it first popped off, that first G-Unit mixtape with all three of them on the cover, that was all Lloyd Banks. That was all Banks right there. That was all him. He was all over that shit. It wasn't 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't 50 Cent. 50 was on that shit. It should have been Lloyd Banks and 50 Cent, not 50 Cent and the G-Unit. But Lloyd Banks put that shit down. What about the victory beat, the victory freestyle? He torched that. That's when we got a feel. That's when New York hip-hop was like, oh, shit. Something ain't right here. Something just ain't right. Something ain't sitting well with the radio stations. Because when that motherfucker Lloyd Banks, his voice hit that airwaves. I got an industry Banks. Call a bitch like she Queen Latifah. (laughs) Now every every, um, truck is big enough to stash street sweepers. I'm talking about that boy was going crazy. Crazy. You couldn't tell a Queens nigga nothing. Banks was the shit. You know what I'm saying? And at one point in time, don't act like y'all forgot. He was probably, they was calling him, he was in everybody's top five. He was a top five rapper. He had a summer. Then he put them albums out. I mean, his albums ain't flopping nothing like that. But then he put them albums out. He slowed down. He slowed down. He started fizzled away. He fizzled away. Then he got into other shit. And then you know them guys start touring and they start doing all this shit. 
But um, yeah, he started doing a lot. He started doing a lot. He was busy, basically. Let's just put it like that. He was busy. But Banks was that dude. Banks was sitting there. You know, he was really he was really carving them boys up. Not too many dudes wanted to get up there and uh, and rap with him. So we gonna we gonna touch on Banks tomorrow, Banks and Fifty Cent, cause Fifty Cent wasn't really a um he more he's more like a brand than an artist. He's more like a brand. It's, it really wasn't him. It was the branding of him that put them where he need where they need to be. It was like more like Young Buck and Tony Yayo and Lloyd Banks, but it. It wasn't 50. It wasn't 50. I don't see, like, the lyricism in 50 Cent. 50 Cent didn't put lyrics down. You know what I'm saying? Now, when you talk about, like, certain songs, he had that effect. Like, that's the sound of the man. He kind of he kind of put in work on that. So, people would listen to him, like... And um, people would listen to him like he was the shit, but he really wasn't the shit. He wasn't like that dude. He wasn't giving it to you like that. You know what I mean? He was more, like I said, he was more of a brand than anything. He wasn't like, he wasn't more, he wasn't known for his lyrics. He wasn't known for his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get somebody like Young Buck from, from Tennessee, I'm saying like who would have thought that somebody from that part of the town would be rapping the way he rapped you know he started out with cash money then he got dropped by them then he went to um G and who would have thought that his sound would be like that coming from where like I said from that part of the map you don't just hear people rap like that well young buck was nice Young Buck definitely was nice. And then you got Tony Yayo, like I said, he was briefly installed into it. He spent most of his time behind bars, but he was briefly giving us some some heat. Tony Yayo was, we got snippets of him. He's more like a hype man than anything. He got paid to just be a sidekick, but he got paid. You know what I'm saying? But he got paid. It's like him and Memphis Bleak are two of the motherfuckers like, they straight. Only thing they gotta do is keep their mouth shut. They paper coming. You know, so we gonna so as the weeks as the days go by, we're gonna talk about these verses. We're gonna install people, but we're gonna talk about we're not gonna talk about like bodies of work. We're gonna talk about mixtapes. And then we're gonna talk about guys like Red Cafe. Um Red Cafe versus Fab. We not talk about the we talk about the mixtape fad. You know, we're gonna talk about the mixtape fad. We're not gonna talk about the the fad where he wearing the jersey with the with the with the do-rag hanging his hat all crooked and shit. We're gonna talk about the mixtape fad, street fam fad. Because not a lot of people had mixtapes for that man. And he put out mixtapes. A lot of people forget that Fab was there. He was there when the mixtapes was coming out. 
A lot of people don't know that he was probably one of the pioneers of the mixtapes. The lyrics, the bars, everything was right there. Fab was giving it to us. So we're going to compare Fab with certain people like Fab and Red Cafe. We're going to talk stack bundles. We're going to talk chinks. We're talking music, not the way they got hurt and shot and everything. We're talking bars. Leading up to up, up to up to Friday. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some fire. Real hip-hop. Real hip-hop. We're not talking about, um, we're not talking about, um, dudes that can't give you 10 mixtapes. These dudes got more than 10 mixtapes under their belt. This is, this is what it is. You know? So y'all be safe, man. Everybody have a good night. Happy Tuesday. Make sure to like and subscribe, share, download, leave a comment, leave a voice comment, show some love. Um... I'm, I'm trying to share all my voice comments as the days go. I got a couple more to put up. I'll probably put them up this week or this weekend. Y'all be safe. New Wave Radio.